Hey friends, this is Shadima, also known as the Type A Hippie, and this is the Type A Hippie podcast, Cheekast episode bonus. <laughs> 62.5 is the episode. Um, so it is Thanksgiving again, 2017. I started this podcast a year ago, and I am so humbled and grateful for the response. I've had a lot of positive feedback, some suggestions, and all the love and light. And so I am recording this episode. I hadn't planned on it, but I'm recording this episode as a demonstration of my gratitude and simply to kind of walk through what we've been through over the last year. So I recorded the podcast. I started recording the podcast and I recorded the first episode, Thanksgiving 2016. After prodding from two separate friends that don't know each other, and I was not convinced that that was a good idea. And then the election happened and we got our results and there was a changing of the guards. That didn't quite happen until January. However, the impact was sudden for me and I was in bed grieving for probably a week. And on Thanksgiving or leading up to Thanksgiving, I thought about how Thanksgiving could become Armageddon in various homes across the nation. And so I thought, how can I be a part of the solution to this? So walking people through, you know, we will mess up, we will make mistakes, we will hurt people's feelings inadvertently. The difference and the importance of impact versus intention. And so just because I don't intend to do something doesn't mean it doesn't have an impact on somebody else. And so being mindful of that, um, that awareness, right, has been important. And then just kind of the influx of hate, not that it wasn't always there, as one of my friends said, but this has always been here. And just because something has always been here doesn't mean that it's a positive thing. And just because I accept something, right, doesn't mean that it's acceptable to me. And so as a result, you know, shortly after the election, here in Michigan, in Royal Oak, Michigan, um, there were elementary school kids yelling, build the wall, which, I mean, they learned that somewhere. You know, they learned that somewhere. Uh, no one slides down the birth canal having preconceived notions or fear or hatred for another person. That is learned behavior. So fast forward through the holidays. Um, I recorded 16 episodes between Thanksgiving 2016 and New Year's Eve 2016 because apparently there was a lot to say. And then we rolled into 2017 and a lot of people were kind of like, let this year end already, 2016 that is. And then we were in for a doozy. So I almost can't believe, even though I'm in my 30s and I ought to know how time works and that it flies that we're already in, no, like towards the end of November. So January 21st, 2017, we had already had an onslaught of things happen that required civic um, responsibility and civic duty. 
so we had the first of, I think, three um, Muslim bands, um, aka travel bands, aka whatever the current administration wants to call it to deceive themselves and the public. But there were seven majority Muslim majority countries uh, where people were banned from entering the United States. And multiple courts have ruled that this was unconstitutional. And so there are new iterations that came through. January 21st, in response to the day before, millions of people across the country, across the globe, marched and these were called the women's marches or the women's march all across the country and like i said across the globe so people were resisting the resistance was picking up steam and i wasn't marching because you know in retrospect it was as it should be um i had pneumonia and laryngitis at the time and that didn't prevent me from working and teaching yoga and indoor cycling and um I didn't know I had it at the time and calling my congress people Debbie Stabenow and Gary Peters a lot uh I've since started faxing them so if you want to fax your representatives you simply text in all caps resist r e s i s t and you are going to uh, text 50409. 50409 and text resist. And that will, um, that will get you, and they'll ask for your zip code and that will get you where you need to go. And you can send a fax to your Congress people. So that is something that you can do. Around this time, I started getting engaged, and others around me started getting engaged too. Fivecalls.org that tells you how to reach out and connect on issues that are important to you. People started to care, um, or continue to care, or care more deeply during President Obama's his terms. I did not know who the White House press, press secretary was. My bad. I did not need to know because they were doing their job. Now, I was well aware of the people that have had that role in the current administration because I listen in disgust a lot of the times with the lies, with the um, half-truths or just flat-out deception that comes from, from the White House. And, you know, I've paid closer attention. I made phone calls because I was more concerned. I was concerned about all of the cabinet members, all the cabinet uh, appointees or the uh, nominations that were coming through initially. And to be honest, friends, there's a lot of cabinet seats that are still empty almost a year later. And so the people that seemed to be nominated for these roles were in fact people that were the absolute opposite or the worst people that could have been in those in those roles uh, for many many reasons then we move into um you know a lot with regards to 
transgender rights, LGBTQ community, and the bathroom laws across the country. We looked at a lot of the um, xenophobia that we're seeing, this fear of foreigners or fear of strangers. And without recognizing from a historical standpoint that everyone, unless you're a native person, everyone was a a foreigner at one point. Just because you've been here for a long time doesn't mean that you started here. And, you know, looking at the refugee crisis all across the country, excuse me, all across the globe, and the concerns that we had. Then we move into DACA. So regarding dreamers and people who have lived the majority of their life in the United States of America, they were brought over perhaps illegally by parents who were likely very desperate. Uh, Parents who love their children so much that they wanted to have a better life for them in this country. And kids whom have only known the U.S. as their home. And so that was um, up on the chopping block. And it, to my knowledge, as of right now, I think if you had filed by October 5th, you were going to be okay for another six months. Um, And it's just, it's devastating to me because while I was born in this country and my parents are naturalized citizens, I think about people whom that is not the case. We also had multiple assaults friends on ACA. That is the Affordable Care Act. Some people have I don't like this term that I'm going to use, but I'm going to use it because ACA, Affordable Care Act, and Obamacare are one and the same. And so unfortunately for many people who actually are taking advantage of ACA, they hate President Obama so much that they just don't like it because in general, Republicans or GOP have called ACA Obamacare. And with that, that comes the stink, according to them, of Obama. And so there have been people who have been interviewed that want Obamacare to end and they're on ACA and they don't realize that they are on ACA. They like ACA, but they don't like Obamacare, even though it's the same thing. So it's clear at this point, right, that as we, um, that there's been a lot of deception and we as a nation can do a better job of doing our homework and our research, myself included, to learn more about what's happening around us. From there, so ACA has come up multiple times, even though I believe 60 to 90%, and I know that's a huge gap, I don't remember exactly what number I heard, really want affordable health care for everyone. And so it's a problem that that is not what our government is providing for us. Um, They are not listening to what the people actually want because there's so many hands in the cookie jar and so much money that has flown into politics that it is not what the people want any longer. Um, Lobbyists 
have taken over NRA. So NRA, next one. We have experienced a lot of loss of life in the last year. And that is from gun violence. Um, only a month ago, about seven weeks ago, 58 people's lives were cut short because a lone domestic terrorist decided to shoot out of the 32nd floor of a, a window, 32nd floor on Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I have ties to Vegas. Many of you know, I lived there for almost 10 years and I've been back here in Ann Arbor for the last 15 months. And so I was affected as we all were affected. If you have a beating heart, um, because of this collective grief and this collective um, state in which we are. And so after that, it was too soon to talk about gun violence and what we can do together so that lives are not lost. It was too soon, it was too soon. We didn't wanna talk about it quite then because that was politicizing the 58 people who died because they went to a music festival. And then four weeks and four days later, we had another mass shooting. 26 people went to church. Many were children, friends, and a lone gunman, also a white man. So both of these, um, these particular cases are white men. And they, he killed 26 people many whom were children. So it was too soon to talk about it after Vegas, and this was in Sutherland something, Texas. It was in Texas. And then, nine days later, I believe, four people were shot by a lone gunman, who I believe was white. And when I raised this, um, I get pushback, right? Because people are upset that I'm not talking about a Middle Eastern man or a Muslim man who drove a van into a crowd. Yes, that is horrific. And that is not the exact same thing as gu the gun violence that we've experienced as a nation. Because prior to Vegas, we experienced Pulse nightclub. And that was horrifying. I think it was 49 people that died because they went to a nightclub. And prior to that, we have experienced Sandy Hook. And those were mostly all children that passed away. And prior to that, what else did we? We've had Columbine. We've had so many. Oh, I forgot. We had um, South Carolina, nine lives lost at a Bible study in church. So we have a gun problem. We have a gun violence problem. And if 90% of Americans believe that we should have some restrictions, meaning we should have background checks and people who with documented mental illness should not be able to get guns and gun shows should have greater restrictions so that the people that have guns are the people that 
deserve to have guns because it is a I mean it's a right that should not be expected in so far as an assumption like just like driving a car everyone doesn't get a driver's license for a number of different reasons and if you've had a driver's license and you run into problems you could lose your license if we had little people aka children dying with defective car seats, the amount that we've had in the last two months of death related to gun violence, we would have a problem on our hands. If we had people who had tainted something and had, you know, E. coli or salmonella breakout, and we had food poisoning where people were dying at the rate that we had with this gun, these three mass shootings, we would have a problem. We'd be up in arms. So, And then we have to take a look at the Second Amendment and really take a deeper, closer look at it. What was intended at the time is different than where we are in 2017, right? And so I know of at least one person that loves their guns, knows how to use a gun, and also wants common sense gun reform. Um, It's something that we can all probably put our heads together and think about if we weren't so indebted as a nation to the NRA. Something to think about. And then with all of this destruction, chaos, and confusion, we have the thoughts or ideas that, you know, Russia meddled in the election. They took out ads in Twitter and on Facebook. Um, There has also been a new story out that um, machines like uh, election machines may have been a problem in various states. And so with all that, I would hate to sign off without talking about all the beauty that has come out of the last year. I, along with countless people across the country and across the globe, have found our voices again, our voices to resist, our voices for connection and humanity and hope rising. I have a really dear friend, uh, Christine, who, you know, she called me after the election. She was one of the few people from Vegas that called me to see how I was doing. Another friend of mine called me on election night. And, you know, we have developed such a close friendship. And I, you know, did not know... um, how deep I would get in terms of relationships with people. And it's such a beautiful thing. A dear friend of mine, Stephanie, she has been on the podcast a couple times. Uh, We call each other sister wife. She and I started a social justice book club. And, you know, that created community. It's just been as much as we've had to work our asses off friends to do something and contribute to like, what can you pack into the stream of life? I can't afford to just complain and resist. I need to do something as well. This podcast rose out of it. I'll come back to community. Uh, We saw the re-emergence of hashtag me too related to sexual assault and sexual harassment. It began 
10 years ago, the actual hashtag started 10 years ago with uh, an activist, a black activist, uh, Tarana Burke. And she wanted black girls, women to know that they are seen. And it's a movement. So she puts it as it's the deepest, darkest place in my soul. And it's not a viral campaign. And the goal um, was to, like I said, encourage women to speak out about their experiences. And I'm speaking in gendered language. It reemerged recently because of all that we've been hearing the stories in Hollywood, the stories in politics. Again, this is not new. It's not new at all, sadly. In terms of sexual assaults and sexual harassment. For all of the hashtag MeToo you saw on your feed a few weeks ago, Think about, I would encourage you to think about all of the people who, the women who were unable or unwilling or uninterested in sharing their own experience. No judgment. Just think about all the hidden or hidden or invisible hashtag me too's that you did not see. Let that sink in for a little bit. So it's something to think about. We continue to see substance use disorder, alcoholism, addiction, the opioid crisis, which is not dissimilar from the crack epidemic of the 60s and 70s. Thankfully, now there's, it's on notice, there's awareness, and yet I don't think the government is that concerned about people dying in this way. And then I also want to highlight mental health, mental illness, the concerns that we have about our emotional healing, and how that is going to be something that we come together as a community on because I, again, I don't, I'm not convinced that the government has that as a priority. I think there are other priorities that are competing, like allowing people to continue to have guns and use them in whatever way they feel is appropriate. I think the priority is to continue to marginalize LGBTQ community, people of color, um, people that were not born in the United States of America, Native people, and this is why we get an opportunity to band together. I have another dear friend, April, who we have yet to meet, <laughs> um, but we're connected on a soul level, you know, and 
And that's the beauty of this. I have found so many people that I did not know felt that I mattered, independent of my status as a woman of color, as a black woman, as a daughter of immigrants, um, as someone who identifies with the divine and within my history, I attended church and participated in church functions and traditions for a really long time and have since stepped away for a number of different reasons. And so the connections that I felt over the last year are very real, very real. I've had an opportunity like many of you have to speak up and speak out against certain things, to bolster the voices and to anchor and to really connect and amplify the voices of people that may not experience or appreciate or enjoy a certain type of privilege. And I've had an opportunity to have that done for me. And so I just need to acknowledge everyone who has listened to this podcast. I thank you. Anyone and everyone who has been a guest on this podcast. Thank you. For the people that we have not yet been able to connect in terms of scheduling a time, I appreciate you. And I just want to say a special thank you to the Seiko Super Dope Women of Color. You know who you are. Thank you for being you. To John Pavlovitz, you've been on this podcast twice. You're definitely a friend of the pod, and I so appreciate the work you're doing. Your book is amazing, and I am grateful to be able to call you friend. Gina Pollard, you are something great and special. And I want you to know that your voice matters so much. The love and light and grounding that you bring to community uh, and sweet and sassy passion is a delight. Let's see who else. Uh, sister wife, of course, there is mad love for you. We've had some of the hard conversations. And we've grown ourselves in order to be foundations and to be places of healing and space of grace for others. To my family, I appreciate you. To, we'll call you the lumberjack. <laughs> you are great. Um, You'll hear from him along with a couple other guys in the future talking about sexual assault and sexual harassment because men need to be a part of the solution. And to anyone who's ever downloaded, shared this podcast, listened to it, participated in any way, sent love and light my way, I'm just so grateful. Um, We've had some great guests on here. Kelly McEvers, who hosts her own podcast, uh, All Things Considered, and um, 
embedded. That's a really great one. Rabia Chowdhury, she was a part of Serial and getting that going and then undisclosed in the 45th. Thank you. So it has been great. Luke Story and Erica Spiegelman and Greg Williams and Ivana of Facing Addiction. So it is just, uh, so that's Ivana Grahovic. Um, Grahovic. I just want to just so hold space um, and gratitude, not just because it's Thanksgiving, because it's gratitude is an attitude. Uh, you know, it's an attitude of gratitude. It's a daily thing for me. Um, it needs to be. And when it's not, and I rock um, the boat and I get out of gratitude and off the beam, I feel it. So, anyway, um, I have gone on long enough. I'm so grateful for you all. You will hear. Um, oh, if you if you have any suggestions, thoughts, comments, would love to hear from you. And I think that's it for now. I honor the place within you where the entire universe resides. I honor the place within you of love, of light, of truth, of peace. I honor the place within you where when you are in that place in you and I'm in that place in me, there's only one of us. So friends, share, subscribe, like, rate, and review. I'm on patreon.com now so you can support the podcast financially. And enjoy your turkey, tofurkey, whatever you're eating, the company with which you're eating. Gratitude, love, and light. Until next time, my name is Chidima, also known as the Type A Hippie, and this is the Type A Hippie podcast. It's your bonus episode for a year anniversary of this podcast. My name is Chidima. Namaste.